0: Hello, and welcome to We Don't Talk About the Weather. Political discussion from the outside may just look like screaming and crying. I'm Adam, and this is Hugh. Hello. And we're here to talk this week's news and politics Ugh. Conservative Party Conference season.
1: All week. What are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about the one that was in Liverpool last week? Baudumt.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: I'm yeah, not, You're happy, not happy
0: about that. So we ended the last week's episode on like quite high. I was quite excited, um, and immediately we turned off the cameras, <laughs> cameras, the mics. No, we film it just for private consumption. Yeah, it's <laughs> just to really get like kind of. Analyze our own body language to work out what we're uh, what um, we're doing. Yeah, we
1: analyze our game performance like um, professional sport, uh, professional sports athletes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's a thing. Do we get those like um, th- those like drawing like drawing straight on the screen to like say t- yeah. should have jinked when you should have janked.
1: Yeah, and try and copy how James O'Brien does it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I he's really the the standard bearer for audio content. The way yeah. he puts his feet up on that desk the Way he strokes his beard like some old wise man while saying how much he's right, <laughs> but yeah, so um, a Labour conference, yeah, that was, yeah. The- we were now, I at right at the end, right after we uh finished, um, I read up about what uh, about Diane Abbott's speech, mm-hmm. and there was kind of this explosion of fury on Twitter, um. About uh, hiring more border guards and hiring 10,000 more coppers. Yep. Um, and there was an understandable explosion on the Twitter left of uh, feeling betrayed, feeling stupid. Mm. And I definitely went through all that. And I don't know, I haven't come to terms with it. But I've tried to kind of work out over the last week what what it meant, what they were doing well, so By think, putting that so prominently, so we've had a
1: week now there. since since the conference, and there's still been no mention of anything like they, they haven't addressed hanging with turfs. They still haven't. Uh, they oh, That would be
0: John mcdonald meeting with uh, Women's Place. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they still haven't. And you know, yeah. there's that cops and border things, and it's like no, mm. like um, my daughter is going to be able to is probably going to be able to vote in the next election. Mm. Um, when I was telling her, she was like, No, I wouldn't vote for them. Hmm. And that, like, it's not like she isn't left wing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's not that she doesn't want to have free university, but she doesn't want to have free university at the expense of her trans. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, let's look at what, what Diane Abbott actually said. Yeah,
1: let's, let's, let's see about the other problem of, you know, cops and borders.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's look at, like, what Diane Abbott actually said um, in her in her speech. She went, um, I
1: love cops and I love borders, and then she shot guns into the sky like the, um, the, the
0: oil tycoon in Simpsons. In Simpsons. Yeah. Um, or not. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, the Tories have cut over 20,000 police officers. Support staff have been decimated, and we can see the consequences of this in our communities. Response times to 999 calls are increasing, violent crime is increasing, but arrests are falling. The government, however, is in denial. Tory austerity has damaged all our public services. All Tory cuts have consequences too, and their police cuts have consequences. You cannot keep people safe on the cheap. In Labour's 2017 manifesto, we said we would add 10,000 police officers. We will focus on rebuilding community policing, because they are the front line against crime, including terrorism. We also intend to recruit more fire officers and border guards. The next manifesto is not yet written, but obviously I will be having friendly chats with the Shadow Chancellor about the exact numbers but I'm sure we're agreed on where we want the funding to go. The government is big on rhetoric about security, policing and borders, but talk is cheap. Action costs money and they have slashed the border guards just like they slashed the police and the fire services. Real border security to stop drug traffickers, sex traffickers, gangsters and terrorists. That is what Labour stands for.
1: Well, yeah, if we're leaving Europe, we're going to need to have our very own fortress Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Fuck off. No, I don't want more border guards.
0: Well, and it's yeah yeah um firstly on immigration Diane Abbott's made it clear um that Labour want to in that very speech mm-hmm. that uh Labour want to end the hostile environment policies close okay. Yarlswood and Brooks House detention centres good that is a weird thing because as she mentioned in the speech it, mm-hmm. it, it the more border guards thing was was part of the 2017 manifesto and if she's saying they're hiring more border guards She's also said she wouldn't have a hard limit on migration numbers. They wouldn't be looking mm. at numbers. They would be looking at what the labour market needs. Um, if there and and there was a leaked uh, document, um, I think May twenty seventeen, yeah. where they talked about introducing uh, a tiered visa system, hmm. um, so five tiers based on skill sets um, and le- yeah. length of stay. And it's a it's a weird thing because if they. Are simplifying and taking the poison out of uh, migration issues and, and border stuff, as they say they are. What are they going to use border guards for? I mean, is it when they say border guards, I think of the people at Heathrow, yeah, with guns. Like that's the, well, the image that it con- the guns. Yeah, but border it's, guards are
1: the sad ones sitting by the desk.
0: It's what it, what it conjures contradict- yeah. up because they're not guards, are they? No. But that's what people that's what people on yeah. the right want. Yeah, yeah. and those people are never going to vote for you.
1: No, God no. They're definitely like, not going to yeah. vote for. They're definitely not going to vote for you when it's um, Diane Abbott in charge of that. Yeah. they're never going to trust her, even if she said, "I'm going to hire a million policemen. I'm going to get the scariest policemen ever." They're not going to believe her.
0: Yeah, they can ask Jeremy Corbyn because he's going to get ten thousand policemen, but he's going to get ten thousand Hamas policemen. Boom. <laughs> yeah, hard right and hard left satisfied in one swing. <laughs> um. The re- yeah, the rhetoric around border guards and just labelling them border guards is yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, why would you call them that unless you were planning to use them as that? Mm. Which I've got like two like thoughts about that because it, it puts minds it, in your mind images of like razor wire beaches, sinking ships in the Mediterranean, mm. and that's obviously something that Labour can't like. That's a red line. Mm-hmm. Any Labour party Very that I would so. want to support would never be able to put that into place and would in fact would be dismantling not only physically but also narratively within politics to yeah. take that out of it. Um, the I mean aside from anything, like if you're hiring a border like the vast majority of like quote unquote illegal immigrants arrive on a plane with a visa yeah. and a passport. Yeah. You're not defending the beaches from or people they, storming up do it. Do
1: they mean a bunch of more people in vans?
0: And that's the, well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, what are they, like, what are they for? Uh, if they're not riding around in, in vans raiding mm. India restaurants, mm. you know, what are they, what are they there for?
1: Hassel and Um,
0: Yeah, so, like, the second expe- explanation for this is presumably that they would be put into the bureaucracy of um, managing the immigration system. Like I said, they already had a, um, a document written in may two thousand and seventeen that they would implement like the points based immigration system, which is horrible, which is weird because that 's exactly what Theresa may and nigel well Nigel Farage has yeah. been asking for for years, yeah, but has never had the political capital or the will yeah. to actually do it because i mean frankly the uh the Tory party would lose out from their supporters if such a thing was actually put in there because they have small businessmen who hmm. vote for them who are reliant on. Seasonal okay. labor and and like unskilled labor in yeah. massive quantities. They modern capitalism relies on that reserve labor army. Yeah, um, and it's just like we've already had a combination of like free movement in the interests of business, and mm. then on the other hand, getting tough rhetoric. Yeah, and we've had that from a labor government within my lifetime, within my, within my like adult lifetime.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't like you know you remember uh, um, British jobs for British workers. Yeah, that's exa- that's a Gordon Brown phrase. Yeah. That's something that Cameron's come up with. That's something that Theresa May has come up with, and they've never really delivered on like any kind of. Um, they've never really implemented it because they are dependent on the immigration system as it exists now. Yeah. Um, like most of the work filled by migrant labour isn't something that could be filled by British workers. It's seasonal. It's um, the costs of its To use a Marxist term, the cost of its reproduction of its social reproduction, yeah. i.e. being able to draw on more workers, yeah. um, is not available because the profit margins are too yeah. low. They, you
1: know? Yeah, I was about to say you'd have to really up the wages.
0: Yeah. They couldn't pay workers a high enough wage to allow those workers themselves to have families and reproduce the kind of yeah. social conditions that would enable like British workers to become like Harvest courgettes in Norfolk. Yeah, like it just doesn't it. It just doesn't exist. They would run out of British labour as their workers are too poor poor to have kids or own houses or anything, or or the seasonal conditions as well would force them to move around all the time, which mm. is increasingly impossible because it's you know the like I say the costs are too high. Yeah, um, the only option for that is to have like this massive reserve labour of army that can move around Europe. Yeah, um, doing that stuff mm. as it is now, obviously, like. Low-paid labor is a problem in and of itself, but it's not necessarily solved by just talking in those terms. No, saying more border guards. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand where she's coming from with that.
1: Um, but it's, it's to, trying to triangulate, try to win people that they're never going to win. Yeah, because because um, they're horrible. <laughs> I, um, don't, the I don't. That's the thing. I don't
0: think they are horrible. I think they think it's a like a standard. It's it's. It's like, it's like paying tribute to troops at the beginning of a speech. Yeah, which also I would... Uh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, which I, is also I'm only, a hard a, red line for me. Yeah, I'm only comparing it in yeah. terms of... It's, it seems to be the thing that they think they have to do... Yeah, as opposed to one element of policy. Also, also, they think they have to fucking come out and say... Oh, we're going to protect you by putting up a massive wall at Dover.
1: But also, it's like... Corbyn's been in there for three years. Yeah. Other than that, three years... The Labour Party have always been a crazy authoritarian party for me. Yeah, sure. Always. So it doesn't—it's not that surprising that they're still coming out with this stuff.
0: They have the worst—the worst tendency within Labour has been, and probably the most dangerous tendency for ha- being a transformative project is by saying, "Once we get in, we'll do it better than the other guys." Yeah. And the problem is not doing it better; it's what it is. Yeah. Um. If you look at, and like, it's not impossible. I don't expect Labour to have an open borders policy, to be honest, almost ever.
1: Well, no, they're a social democratic um, party. Yeah. They are I, a I board am church not, and all that stuff. Like, for I'm, not, I'm not, said,
0: not claiming like like wisdom or foresight or anything, but I don't, you oh, know, no, they're they're not, never, it's not going to happen. They're never going to be.
1: But they're never going yeah. um, to say, hey, cops are gone. No more cops. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be agitating for it. And we should, that doesn't mean that we should be happy. Or even accept where they're like more. If they could just because use... they should be over reducing.
0: What's mad is as well. She used the kind of narrative around uh, windrush migrants. Yeah, no, open borders doesn't have yeah. support in the country, right? No. It's uh, even in the fucking party, even no. on the left, no. doesn't have support, right? Um, do you know what does have support in the party? Like treating windrush migrants well. Yeah. Because what happened was it got to a point where politicians were saying. These are integral part, like these communities are integral parts of the country and what it means to be a multicultural country and all that. And the narrative changed, and suddenly they, like in crude terms, they were the good migrants. Mm. They were the ones you can trust. So this isn't an implacable problem. This isn't something that can't be overcome. um, Just not by talking about it, not by talking in these terms of there is that no one is illegal. Mm. You know, this can be overcome, and I don't know. It just takes a little more kind of political courage.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's cowardice and uh, when push comes to shove they are quite willing to be a bit authoritarian. Yeah. When, because that's what they are. It's, as you said,
0: Jeremy Corbyn's already the immigration free-for-all guy. Yeah, Nothing, absolutely nothing will change about that if they get elected. There's nothing they can say or do or hope mm. that will ever make people who think Jeremy Corbyn is, like, flooding the country with Muslim terrorists yeah. um, to get them to change their mind. And, like, Think about the fact that he came within a uh, nats chuff mm. of being elected in those terms on yeah. that basis. Yeah, you know, and he can't be any rhetorically tougher. The Sadists will never be happy enough.
1: Oh no, definitely not.
0: To 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 do that, I, it's it's disappointing that they didn't take that opportunity to be as bold as they were, mm. as McDonald was on the economy, and mm. I, it's fucking stupid. Um, and yeah, like the stuff about police as well. That's kind of in a similar yeah. vein. I, I split it into kind of two, yeah. well, it's, two it's, bits. I think they are two different, although they are linked.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the, the, the stuff when I was just reading that out now, she said like the police are the front line on, on uh, front line on crime and front line on terrorism. Yeah. And I think again, Labour aren't going to be as you, as you said. They're not going to be the abolish the Met people. No. But at the same time why are police so involved in investigating terrorism? Yeah. How has their remit expanded so much when they're talking in two terms? Mm. They're talking to people who like the police. The police are the ones who protect them, ultimately, from their houses and their cars getting robbed. Yeah. That's really all they care about. Oh, yeah. And maybe, you know, like... I, think, I don't think people are stupid enough to not realise that like, it doesn't stop, like, police don't stop them getting mugged. No. Um, Police don't even catch the people who are... Police
1: don't really solve many crimes. Yeah. Um, Even with all the fancy technology they now have. Yeah. They don't really solve much. They solve stuff mainly because either someone gets grassed up or someone just blabs. Yeah. Um, But what the police do do is they um, form nice little lines when you're you're marching Mm. to protect those expensive buildings. Yeah. They do things like infiltrate groups and try and push them to more violent ends yeah. and rape them yeah. um, and they take batons and do horse charges uh, or grief. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. And for the Labour Party mm. to be like, we'll get 10,000 more pot, of that. <laughs> but these ones to be good ones. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not going to find good ones. No. It's like, again, I don't expect Diane Abbott to come out and say, all cops are bastards. But I don't expect to say there's ten thousand prospective good coppers out there that it's we're one of, lie. It's at. one of
0: the interesting kind of uh juxtapositions about where we are now, like Theresa May like I like if I were coming up with maybe not my own line on police, but like a more liberal like line to say the police as an institution has to change. Because yeah. it's it's it it reminds me of one of those departments, like civil service departments in Yes Minister, yeah, where they're all overstaffed they're all kind of angling like in in that they're all angling for their own interests mm. they pull for the interests that they try that they're supposed to be regulating and it sounds a lot like the police like their remit over the years has slowly expanded yeah. they've absorbed like special branch and counter terrorism and all that stuff and you've got this giant monster department where the head of the met is basically in charge of significant parts of running the country.
1: And you gotta remember that the head of you the know? Met was you gotta remember that the last time you heard of her before yeah. she became head of the Met was she was in charge of that operation that shot John Charles de Menezes. Yeah. That's her claim to fame. Yeah. And that's the problem, it's like it's I do think actually we are we have really gotten to the point where you know like the one of the things they had to do was dismantle the Royal Ulster constabulary. Yeah. I think you can't. You, they, that's been yeah. the Met's been calling for that for years. I have
0: uh, Owen Jones has written an article on that before about abolish the Met. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: and yeah, I it's. I'm not expecting the Labour Party to be my no cops party, because why would they be? <laughs> but stop hiring more of them. Stop hiring more of them. And expecting me to stand in, and get kettled by them so David Lammy can give a speech,
0: <laughs> you're still really. Well, oh, yeah, I'm about fucking
1: that. bitter about that because I was fucking a dog, sunstroke. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, it's and the- I'll probably be doing it again soon as well. And it pisses me off that it's like, oh, yay, look, I voted for the party that hired you.
0: Yeah, yay, <laughs> it's a weird thing that Theresa May is the one saying that you remember that met that speech she gave to the uh. The Met, like a, when she first became Home Secretary. Oh, was she told? The um, where she, well, was she said that they have to become more streamlined and yeah. more focused? Yeah. And yet, it's Labour who are saying we need more of you. Yeah. We need more, and it's a it's a a weird kind of juxtaposition to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, yeah, I think if you separate out, I think people have got that enmeshed. They they again, it is very similar to support for troops. Yeah. They do not see what troops do, but they have been. Rhetorically and narratively focused on the people behind the badge, mm. and they think of them as people far more than they do than the people they arrest. Mm. You know, they they they've been focused on that for so long that almost anything the Met does, it's like, oh, they arrested some terrorists. And I'm like, mm. I, I always feel like, what the what are the Met doing? Like conducting counter terror operations. You yeah. know what I mean? Also, the figures I see it's an odd thing
1: when I see police. Like we had, like I don't know if it's still happening, but when there was the surge in police numbers when there was the stabbings in summer. Mm. Um, I did see a surge in the amount of police. Mm. I did not see them in the areas where stuff was happening. Yeah, I did see them on the reg in Wolfhamstow village. Mm. Because again, what what what's the point of the police? Is to make the people in the fa- fancy houses feel, feel more safe. secure.
0: There was a really interesting quote from the. Um President of the Association of Chief Police Officers. Um, in 2009, he wrote, It was quite scary if people who are claiming to represent communities see the solution simply as more cops on the street. All the evidence shows that if you're a patrolling officer, the chance of coming within half a mile of a burglary is about once every 150 years. That was the head of the like Chief Police Officers Association. It can't be that hard yeah. to put that across. Yeah. It feels lazy. It feels like they left it, like they, these things on immigration and police, it feels like they left them in from an earlier speech, and it's like, yeah. look, we've got enough to discuss. Yeah. We're not going to discuss it. It's like, no, this is the fucking And they grabbed speech from
1: 2014.
0: Important. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not having no controls on immigration mug again. I'm, I'm just not. No. And no, they fair. would have to, in, when this next election comes, they will have to make a bigger deal of whatever policy they decide. Yeah. And that will fuck them. I know the "No Cops, No Borders" vote is a small one, hmm. but it's loud enough and it's influential enough within um, left circles that it will be a thing. I think, even,
1: Well, there's there's the people who are "No Cops, No Borders," but there's plenty of people who don't want who just don't want more cops. And I think yeah. the vast majority of of even like even the more um, liberal, wishy-washy momentum people are probably not more cops, please.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They don't don't all have dogs on string like me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it easier to just, like... Another little factette. A study by the College of Policing in 2015 found that 84% of calls to the police were related to non-crime incidents, mostly about concerns over an individual's welfare. Mm. Now, that's the province of social care, of housing help, of mental health, um, which has all been deemed expendable by austerity. These things... These things fit together. You've just got to work out how and then have the courage to actually follow through with those conclusions.
1: Mm.
0: Like banning weed. Mm. <laughs> it's like yeah. keeping weed illegal. Follow the conclusions and it doesn't that... The, the outcome might be radical and it might not be what you want, but you can make an argument for it. Mm. You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, also, it's... A, it'd be, we can't not... S- like, we're pretty safe from the police in general. Yes. Like, we, one of the things based look, because of... Sweet, sweet white privilege. Oh yeah. When I come into contact with the police in a more aggressive way, it is through choice. Yeah. Um, Normally, it's the thing my dad's saying to me because it happened to me um, a couple of months ago for the first time. Yeah. Um, The bit when when you suddenly realise that you're grown up, of I was walking along the street and a policeman called me over to say hi. And it <laughs> freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. But that's generally my interaction with the police. Now, but that isn't the interaction of You're a, a model
0: lot. you're the model of an honest citizen.
1: <laughs> yeah, in my um in my combats and my, my hair. Um but yeah, th- that isn't the experience of huge swathes of this city. Yeah. And we can't throw them under the bus for the sake of yeah. free university education and nationalised water. Yeah. Um, and the same goes for immigration I'm not going to ha- I'm not going to have nationalised water on the back of the Isle of Wight being turned into an internment camp, yeah. no, don't get me wrong you can just destroy the Isle of Wight I don't, <laughs> don't barb wire up around I it don't, just keep it safe from anyone don't want anyone getting on that cursed island
0: I don't remember Jeru- that poem Jerusalem, mm. I don't remember them building like it, it's suggesting that a new Jerusalem should be built on the backs of thousands and thousands of people in fucking internment yeah yeah. You know, and globally it's getting fucking worse. Yeah. And it like with the way that new Labour has kind of reversed logic on austerity on yeah. neoliberalism, it can be the start of if it wants to be, mm. be the start of reversing logic on all of those things mm. and they just have to push it through.
1: Yeah.
0: You won't lose any votes.
1: And you're not gonna gain any votes by playing this game. You absolutely Sarah will Sarah Champion's not gonna like you.
0: <laughs> the to provin- keep on trying
1: to wreck yeah. you. Chris Leslie is still going to be quoted by the Prime Minister in her speech because of his wrecking.
0: In many ways, the provinces have, and the middle class has changed, mm. and in some ways, they haven't. Either way, you can either take advantage of the opportunity to actually change it or not. Mm. So, our main topic for this week. The other Tories. <laughs> Oh, you oh. are. No, I am yeah, really. no. I know. It's like
1: they say, like, oh, you know, it's like Chris Leslie. oh, they call me a red, Tor- um, red Tory just because, you know, I am. And it's like, well, no, I'm calling, like, Diane Abbott and John McDonald Tories now. <laughs> um, Actually, no, because, um, no, they're not Tories. Because, no, that kind of um, state ownership, but also being tough on immigration is just straight out of the BNP fucking handbook. <laughs> so, almost slightly left from the Labour Party to the Conservative
0: party. <laughs> Well, yeah, this is our Tory podcast. <laughs> Luckily enough, because it's the Conservative Party Conference this week, so there's like, plenty to talk about. Uh, uh, empty auditoriums, images of homeless people next to champagne-quaffing pinstripes, parades of awkward speeches given to the rabid, old and young, just desperate to give out about the homeless or the empire or the Braintree Planning Committee. Yes, <laughs> it's Tory conference time again. It's so good. I used to work for... uh, It's in Birmingham this year and I used to work for um, a wine shop uh, in Birmingham where uh, it was in kind of financial trouble. You worked at Oddbins? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh Oddbins... No, wine shop makes it sound fancy. Well, it's mainly because there's an wine shop
0: shop that sounds fancy.
1: Whereas Oddbins has... I loved Oddbins. Oddbins is nice. It's like a kind of grotty old
0: place. Yeah. Um, So they were uh, like in kind of real trouble by that point which we didn't know working there but... Um, they hired a couple of like corporate consultants hmm. to come around and teach us how to do B2B sales, business to business. So selling, because it was like the shop was right in the middle of um like I would say, I would call it the banking district of Birmingham, which is actually bigger than. You would think.
1: Yeah.
0: Loads of big head offices yeah. and things like that. And uh, they were taking us around and like saying, This is how you go into businesses and say, Do you want to order like large stacks of champagne from us? Yeah. Um, and the Tory conference was in town at the time. And we went up to the doors and I had kind of half realised it was on and they hadn't realised at all and say, Well, this is perfect. This is exactly the kind of thing you should have on a calendar <laughs> in order to sell a load of things. Um, and we went up to the to the to the doors, and one of the guys who's a Scottish guy he says, "Oh Tory conference <laughs> start sniffing around pegs <laughs> I can smell pegs everywhere and this is a corporate rebranding consultant <laughs> there's awesome. a certain I, it, it may depend on your generation or your yeah. location, but there is a certain like yeah memory that remains of anything to do with the Conservative Party, even no matter what job you end up in. Also, there's, like, (laughs) even
1: people who would, like, maybe vote Conservative, I don't think even they... Like, the, like, kind of swing voters. Yeah, I don't think they want to be around a Tory conference. Mm -mm. No one wants to be around, like, a Tory Tory. Yeah. Like, the tweed suit, the, like, coiffed hair, the weird accent which they must work really hard on. Or maybe just... You know, like, um... Those South American tribes that exist completely away from everything else yeah. in the world, and if they come into contact with us they they might die yeah some of those public schools are like that, but for accents and attitudes, <laughs> um, but what happens is they come into contact with us and we die.
0: <laughs> the best story the what's when is the last time you heard a story about someone meeting a conservative. And like the best opening to that story would be, oh yeah, I met so and so. He's a conservative, but actually he's all right. No, like no. that's the best. That's the best opening yeah, to introducing best. a story about a Tory.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's
0: yeah, that's telling. And that's not. Oh, it's not recent. Obviously, it's been going on for decades. But
1: yeah, but you know, Birmingham is a it's a safe Tory seat with their MP Jess Phillips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um yeah, so it's time yeah. it's time for the it's Conservative time. Party Conference. It's time and boy it's Tory time. <laughs> gonna do the Tory bomb, the Tory salt.
1: Through the May coming out with like the big Vader mask that shoots
0: steam. <laughs> um there have been some humdingers mm-hmm. this year, and notably not from the cabinet, because of course there wouldn't be. It's a no. bad, bad time to be a high up in the Conservative Party.
1: Yeah, I saw how empty those auditoriums were. <clears throat> oh
0: boy, yeah.
1: Um, there was Some, some of the um, speeches were given to a room that had less than 5% of the seats filled.
0: <laughs> and so just like most of their elections. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, the fringe meetings were amazing. There were a couple of people, a couple of journalists who, uh, who made an attempt, yeah. heroic attempts, to go into these meetings. Mm. I'm not sure what the criteria is to get a fringe meeting. I don't know mm. if it's you've got to pay a certain amount. Mm. I know Boris gave his speech to, like, the Conservative Home yeah. uh, website people in their meeting, yeah. um, and there was a Taxpayers' Alliance meeting. Um, quite disappointed to see GMB turn up to, I think it was a taxpayer Alliance meeting, on um, f- uh, support for fracking.
1: Yeah, I did see that. Because, <laughs> you know, gonna that's the thing with... Um, if we're going to make this country better and make the Labour Party better, we're going to have to have some serious words with some of these unions. Yeah. Um, I think that's
0: a topic for another time. It is. I think it's definitely worth broaching, especially after the uh, selection stuff from the conference last week. Mm -hmm. Um, It may be time to actually reckon with the role that the Mm. unions are going to end up playing in the Labour Party. But um, Some of the zingers that came out of the uh, fringe meetings... Uh, So there was a number of fringe meetings about how the Conservatives could win back the under-40s or the under-45s. Okay. Uh, One of these uh, things, um, about how the Conservatives can win back the under-45s. Average Mm. age age of audience, 55. Number of bow ties, two. Uh, George Freeman, uh, former policy advisor to Theresa May, Mm -hmm. uh, said the housing crisis was the biggest barrier to a Tory majority. Why would you ever be a capitalist if you've got no chance of getting any capital? Mm Mm-hmm. Finally, maybe one person actually has it right. Um, uh, An audience member said the party shouldn't change from its traditional values in order to win over young people in London. Outside London, in the provinces, people still want families, he says. Murmur of approval from the delegates. (laughs) A conservative teacher in the audience says her class is like a socialist convention and adds the things you hear in the classroom are scary. (laughs) What What could she possibly be... Um, Please share your pencils. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know,
1: I'm dis- I'm surprised that you have like. Why is this teacher allowed for a start? Because they're obviously a danger.
0: Well, that's one of the scary things. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's, 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 oh, I don't get right wing teachers.
0: <laughs> there was a uh, there was another fringe meeting uh, for London Tories. Um, they had what was described as a spitballing exercise to oh come up with God. policies for their mayoral candidate Sean Bailey. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: the first ideas were stop and search and spit guards.
1: <laughs> and what spit, spit guards? Oh, so you
0: know the you know yeah you know the masks sure they the put spit-ers. on. Well, that was the no, because fucking. Yeah, because how, and stop and search is still I think yeah. Um, it's. That's definitely because they're told that those things aren't happening because of political correctness.
1: Yeah, because they're all too busy watching Prison Paul's videos.
0: Yeah, and Midsummer Murders. Yeah, <laughs> would never have a spit guard in Midsummer Murders. <laughs> How would you get it round their swollen gout neck? <laughs> um, the next big idea. It just says cycling on pavements. <laughs> Seriously, yeah.
1: Because it's, you know, it's the... It pisses them off when they can't cycle on pavements because of those fucking brat children.
0: Yeah, you thought I was joking about the Braintree Planning Committee.
1: (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I've got the idea of this 55-year-old Tory saying the way we win over young voters is by getting them off my dang pavement so I can ride my bike. It's really hard to ride a penny farming in the cycle lane.
0: (laughs) A man tells the London Tory meeting to shut up and get out... Because they're not listening properly to why there should be a crackdown on cycling or pavements. <laughs> the main outcome of this session was uh, the main thing that Tory could be a policy for Sean Bailey should be tackling moped crime. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so think, that's kind of... To be, of, honest, to be think, honest, that's kind of... I think of are m- trying yeah.
1: to deal with it. Um, I don't know what you can do other than say a, a policy of Just shouting.
0: Yeah. Um, It's kind of another cycling on pavements. Maybe that's what they were talking about. It's
1: pretty radical for Tories. Cycling on pavements, uh, carrying
0: (laughs) carrying this acid in your basket.
1: Yeah, you're not allowed to do crimes. We're (laughs) going to ban
0: crimes. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If they were really serious about law and order, they would make crimes illegal. They really would. (laughs) (laughs) Tories. Uh, Housing policies idea for Sean Bailey. First ideas, rogue landlords, modular housing, and... Rogueland Lords because they're all Tories. Quote, unquote, foreigners. Uh Uh-huh. At this point, the journalist... uh, Adam Bienkoff, it was, by the way, the journalist who's who's recording all these. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bailey has left some time ago. (laughs) The next big housing policy idea, abolish the planning system. Awesome.
1: Yep. Awesome. Um, I, for one, love poorly built housing.
0: Huge fortifications on every pavement to stop those fucking cyclists. Yeah,
1: that's the problem. It's like... I, I put out this idea, this amazing idea, to cover the cover the pavement in broken
0: glass. And tank traps. <laughs> you know
1: when you have uh, broken glass, you know when you have it on some of those brick walls where they cement in um, broken glass? Yeah, yeah. Things, like just doing speed bumps on the pavement of that <laughs> to take out cyclists. <laughs> but the them. damn planning committee won't let me put them in.
0: Okay, here we go. An idea that is both anti-crime and patriotic. Okay. They pull out all the World War II-era tank traps on the Ah. beaches of England. They put them into the streets and boulevards (laughs) of Middle England. Unfortunately, all the cyclists can go round. Uh-huh. So, there's buried munitions out in the Thames estuary. We start putting those into landmines so that when they try and cycle round the tank traps, they'll have to cycle over them because otherwise they'll die.
1: They'll learn within a couple of years.
0: (laughs) Um, another idea for the housing policy uh, rent cap for pensioners I mean actually yeah rent cap sounds like a good idea but it's immediately kind of like but only for pensioners yeah um uh, one of the problems is we vilify landlords applause from the audience (laughs) but
1: yeah you'll win over lots of people in London by saying
0: landlords are lovely yeah uh a London Tory delegate proposes Sean Bailey's autonomous bus as a successor to the as a successor to the Boris bus. The
1: autonomous bus.
0: Yep. Because that's their that's their thing for everything. Because that is, I would go as far as to say the modern Tory party the only thing that unifies it is autonomy is okay. the benefits of
1: robots of of, of
0: yeah automation okay. of the economy because okay. it hits their two things of it. The City of London and the finance and the high Tories like it yeah. because it's, ooh, no more wages.
1: Yeah,
0: And the really vicious racists like it mm. because it's like, fuck the unions. Yeah, It's the only thing that really unites them, policy-wise. Yeah. Um, other Tory transport ideas, raise the age for the Freedom Pass and abolish the Hopper Fair because it lo- costs a lot. Isn't the, the Hopper Fair is like the one where if you get on two buses, you're only charged for one... Yeah. journey right but people need to use the buses <laughs> stupid people <laughs> the freedom pass was introduced to bribe old people someone says um,
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Tory delegate on the possibility of extending the Jubilee line to Thamesmead no Thamesmead is a shithole so it can't get any worse <laughs> boom that. 20 f- that, was a, that was one of the Tory delegates <laughs> of course it was <laughs> <laughs> boom 20% rise in the vote <laughs> in the Tory vote in Thamesmead <laughs> Uh, they hate themselves. Uh, and rightly so. Yep. London Tories are now debating on whether to back Sean Bailey's autonomous bus. A Tory delegate said it would probably run over people and become known as Sean Bailey's killer bus. <laughs> yes. Is anyone against travelators?
1: <laughs> everywhere.
0: Fully ultim- automated luxury co- conservatism.
1: Travelators everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so... Oh, God, no. The thing is, All I think is... um Okay. Years ago, when you were living in Nottingham... Yes. ...and one of the things we'd do on a Sunday morning... ...when I'd come up and see you... ...is we'd drink and walk along the canal to the Games Workshop.
0: Oh, yeah, the the Games Workshop headquarters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, we were walking along the canal... Um,
0: Back in my youth of
1: yeah. 28. In our mid 20s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In our mid to late 20s. Yeah. But yeah, walking along the canal, and where the canal, when the um, the lock gates are shut. Yes. But over the night, the f- ducks that have been asleep have just generally shifted down the canal with all the bags and all the rubbish. Yeah. And we're getting caught around the lock gates. That's what would happen if you had travelers all over London of just drunks asleep, just all bundled up at the end. <laughs> It'd be the King's Cross Fire, but with like just sleepy drunks. It'd be horrible. <laughs> so that and the killer bus because it would if they tried to rush Um, out an automated bus like like that
0: it was just gonna considering an automated tube train has already been vilified for like the horrors it could inflict when it goes wrong yeah an automated bus yeah you're fucking insane <laughs> yeah well
1: like um they're doing a load of work on the labor road at the moment and the bits that you can drive on changes virtually daily so it just be like one day just go through all the workers yeah it's like oops
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> they have it running on the school hours you know when all the kids are crowding around the bus oh. stops and like pushing and jostling You know, don't worry. A one inch, like a one inch malfunction, like like miscalculation in the in the bus's AI certainly wouldn't cause thirty dead.
1: They use cheap cameras that can't. You know, like um, um. Sometimes the cheap face recognition software doesn't recognise black people, so the bus just doesn't recognise a black a black lollipop lady and just runs them straight over. Jesus. Yeah, like,
0: the killer bus. <laughs> I mean manned buses can't get fucking round to Victoria Station with all the roadworks. Yeah. How's a fucking autonomous bus gonna do it? Yeah. Jesus. Uh yeah, so there's a lot of backing it seems for uh banning speed limits.
1: Um Where, just for the London Mayor thing.
0: Yep, for everywhere. For everywhere. Uh so there was a lot of backers for banning twenty mile an hour zones. Now those are zones heavily built out residential areas and outside things like schools yeah. and hospitals. Yeah. Because fuck those guys. How much tax do they pay, eh? They don't turn up to the Braintree Planning Committee <laughs> meetings.
1: Jesus. No, I oh I'm <laughs> awesome. the thing is because I hate cars, I just want more I, speed. I, know, mean, I want like, everything to be ten yes. miles an hour, including the M twenty five. Yes. Fuck the a lot of you. Do,
0: yeah. Um th- and that's not just uh, limited to this London Tory meeting. There was also a meeting with Liz Truss. Mm. um uh Chief Secretary to the Treasury said that motorway speed limits should be lifted to eighty miles an hour to increase national productivity by helping car and van drivers get to meetings more quickly
1: <laughs> all the van driver meetings <laughs> oh. big,
0: the... it's awesome when Tories get so like inculcated in being a-, a bit like being a politician, yeah because they absolutely cannot see anything outside. Labour can be that bad. It depends yeah. on how how they run their own, you know, world, how they run their own lives. Mm. But Tories seem to just take to it so well. Mm. I I can't imagine that she th- I imagine she thinks everyone has a car that just comes and picks them up in the morning. Yeah. And of course they would get to meetings quicker, <laughs> otherwise known as work. <laughs> <laughs> um Back on the automation theme, uh, there was also a question at one of the Fringe meetings. How do we stop people moaning about automation like they all moan in the North East about the closing of the mines? They refuse to do any other work other than going down a mine and have sat on benefits for 30 years. They do do that, though. They do. (laughs) Geordies do be like that. They
1: do. They do it all the time.
0: Um, And then Ben Bradley has to explain to his constituents that the Tories... Don't hate poor people and are normal human beings. (laughs) Did he do it in inverted commas? (laughs) I'm not sure if these are quote marks or inverted commas. Um, (laughs) There was a fringe meeting about the European arrest warrant in the context of Brexit and how it's a terrible thing, a terrible idea. Uh, That was hosted by a man currently facing extradition to Italy (laughs) through the European (laughs) arrest warrant. What for? It doesn't say.
1: For sinking that boat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a crime in Italy. Because I was thinking that boat or blowing up that bridge,
0: <laughs> or slightly changing the recipe to your pasta sauce.
1: Put <laughs> <laughs> pineapple yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> No, I would fight. I would fight for. Um, I, I hate Italian food traditions. I would. Oh,
0: I would commit. We're so not many... going through this again. It's all terrible. I know. It's not. It's not. All it's, n- it's not. You had the food episode. You should have talked about it then. Maybe we will in the future.
1: (laughs) There's nothing good to eat in Italy at all. (laughs) All of Italy, there's nothing to
0: eat. Um, George Freeman, again. I imagine there's some good Chinese Uh, restaurants. (laughs) Carry on. Okay. I need to to get back on track. It's just like... You say these things to try and just provoke me. And it's like... If we were just sitting here and not recording this I'd be like you (laughs) fuck and I can see it in your eyes. (laughs) Uh, Again on the automation theme uh, George Freeman that same May policy chief spokesman Mm. uh, spoke at a Taxpayers Alliance fringe and said that automating the NHS would save £12 billion a year and that the jobless job losses would be a win for sacked public sector workers because they would be freed from doing a mundane job. Mm. They might not have a job with the council, he said, or the Department of Work and Pensions or whatever, but there are better jobs. Are there? No.
1: Um, oiling the gears of Dr Vacubot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fully automated luxury conservatism
1: yeah except there's no luxury um <laughs> and, and it's, it's not fully automated yeah um oh god
0: <laughs>
1: yeah that's that, yeah terrible i
0: the fringe meetings i i know the conservative ones are always um you can uh, you can pay to yeah. get a, a fringe meeting and they are always from people who have just enough money for that but not enough money to actually make their hair schemes yeah. come into come into to practice but
1: like political kickstarter they
0: have been a a whirlwind uh, this year, mm. just to finish it off. Mm. this was from Dawn Foster. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a fringe meeting, but it was kind of around the general uh, the general conference. She asked some young Tories what policies they thought would attract voters under thirty back to the party, and they replied, "Bring back public hanging and scramble for Africa 2.0 because
1: millennials like people that are hung. And they like Africa by Toto. And
0: they've misunderstood. <laughs> <Very good.
1: laughs> and they've just completely misunderstood. I like public hanging. Because yeah. what millennials want is not hanging in private. Yeah. They want to see it. <laughs> They're all about the pageantry.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you see them going to their concerts? I mean, like liking Capital Punishment is one thing. Scramble for Africa 2.0 like Yeah that's fucked up How do they even know what the fucking Scramble for Africa was
1: Yeah I thought you would you first told me about And it's Scramble what, for what, Africa.
0: Do, what do they mean by it So like, if you didn't know the Scramble for Africa Was when Germany and Belgium were starting to come Into the imperialism game And everybody had started The, the interior of, of the African continent Had started to be mapped and all the various European countries were carving out African colonies. So the Belgian had, Belgians had the Congo, Germans had Tanganyika, the English had like Egypt all the way down to South Africa, bits in between, and the French had North Africa. And it was described as they were they were carving it up for yeah. resources. Scramble for Africa 2.0. I mean, are they saying that happens again? Do they mean in a business sense, like? No, I
1: think they, corporations they did. They literally like they did before, like just. Don't consider them to be to have governments of their own. Yeah. And we'll just go in again. And we'll just plant our flags and shoot anyone that disagrees. If they and open up new diamond mines.
0: (laughs) If they mean corporate like English British corporations should go into Africa and like uh rip off the natural resources again and and funnel that wealth back to Hmm. core countries. I've already done that. Um I'm afraid I've got some bad news about
1: it's already happening.
0: I've got some bad news about the post-colonial period. Yeah, um,
1: um, lads, companies happily you know, <laughs> doing that mining, well, owning
0: those companies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a bizarre thing, and they have yeah, yeah. It's nothing worse than an educated young Tory. I tell you, it's terrible. <laughs> um, so that's the fringes. Yeah, and the main stage, in contrast, has been. Restrained, polite, gentlemanly—even, Yeah. gentlemanly—to the point where I don't think I have any blood flow in my eyes anymore. <laughs> because
1: <laughs> your body I, decided you didn't need eyes anymore, and it just like uh, withered. They just withered away.
0: How does someone go to this? Like it's a work yeah. do for a load of them, I'm sure. Yeah, it's weird because um,
1: Tory conference—they don't vote on anything, so it's literally just a rally, and no yeah. one is excited about this Tory government. No one's excited about this Tory party, so that's why the the fringe meetings. There's lots of people going to them because you know that's where you get to put forward your hair scheme for a murder bus and killing every cyclist.
0: Yeah, <laughs> ideas to really spark like spark the imagination. Yeah, um,
1: whereas someone speaking on stage about.
0: I swear to God, I watched the education secretary's speech uh, because yeah. it was on in the in the background. I had it on in the background, and. Um, the, the education secretary Damien Hines, he introduced the front rowers at this talk, and he goes, "I just want to introduce you to some special people." And you're thinking, "Oh, he's brought some uh, some teachers or yeah. some head teachers that he thinks have done really well." No, he brought his staff from the Department for Education.
1: Wow!
0: It's like, oh, there's there's Liz. Oh, don't get it, too drunk at the after party. We remember the Christmas party. Eh? It's like she, it, the fuck you're He are introduced you doing? them
1: to an empty room, well, a <laughs> yeah. room that just had journalists in staring
0: it was it was bizarre um i mean like philip hammond so so going through some of the speeches um philip hammond i don't know that anyone was more born to be a chancellor than philip hammond mm-hmm. he's the the most like he projects the image at least of being the most like boring accountancy kind of yeah. chancellor yeah. in terms of like image He's perfect.
1: He conjures up the image of a man who moves his credit card debt between different credit cards to maximise the interest
0: rates. Oh, God, yeah. I was thinking about doing that a few years ago, actually. Yeah, but then he had something else to do. <laughs> Not starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> because It was, it was really shit so it was a time we didn't have much money, and um, we were trying to... We were saying, how can we, you know, like have the money to like, I was unemployed and it's like, how do we have the money to pay off the rent and pay off rent arrears and stuff like that? And one of the recommendations on the debt website was get a credit card at this uh, this rate of amount and move the money around so you're not paying any interest. Ooh. And it's like, Are you fucking insane? Yeah. I don't need four people coming to my door. <laughs> Three was enough.
1: Juggling this debt seems hard. Perhaps you'd like some knives in there too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so Philip Hammond admitted that Jeremy Corbyn was asking the questions that the Conservatives need to uh, needed to answer, yep. and it was like, oh, he's he's close. He's got a little glimmer behind the eyes. How are we he's pay almost got it. for these
1: extra cops? <laughs> and, yeah.
0: um, and so, yeah, he admitted that Jeremy Corbyn had started to to get on the right track, and then he said, we should probably continue with austerity. Boom, done. Yeah. It's the same thing. His his whole thing is that they would need to um, continue austerity because they need money in the bank to cope with uh like Brexit chaos.
1: Yep, okay. Um, um and it's like all Tories.
0: Yeah. Austerity's not saving that much money though, is it?
1: Nope. It's costing significantly more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um he did finish he did finish it off with a, an amazing thing like I think they think we forget things yeah. and like in the internet age it looked to I had an, like a little bit of a memory of what they had done with this, and it took two minutes to look up on the internet. He said Margaret Thatcher, as so often, put it beautifully: "We are in the business of planting trees for our children and grandchildren, or we have no business being in politics at all." Was that before or after they privatised the Forestry Commission? It took me two seconds. I I yeah. knew that they had done something with the land registries and the Forestry Commissions. Yeah. You literally. How do you? How do you even? Come back from that. I mean, nobody mentioned it, obviously. Yeah. Maybe well, a couple of people on Twitter, I didn't see anything. I, yeah. But if I can think of that, anyone can think of that. It's yeah. just a lack of care. When you were picking that quote, you didn't fucking care whether anybody pointed out that you'd sold all the trees.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they know the journalists will just be nice to them. Because <laughs> um, they, don't, you know, work at LBC and they funnel them questions. Yeah.
0: Jeremy Hunt uh, got some headlines by referring to the EU as uh, the, e, like the EU. E, the, as the EU SSR.
1: Yeah, sorry, did
0: that. Um, trying to kind of put, he's trying to throw his hat in the ring for the leadership by saying, I used to be a Remainer, but yeah. now uh, they, the EU have behaved so terribly, now I'm a Lever. Yeah. Just some advice, Jeremy. Yeah. Never feed a hungry dog. <laughs> All right. Like in Simpsons when uh, Homer's tossing those sausages to the dogs that are chasing Bart. It's like, run faster, Teresa. They've got <laughs> a taste for meat now. Yeah. You're not going to get on board with that, no, Jeremy. Uh, S. McVeigh said that Momentum were modern-day Militant, uh, talking about how... a lot more members than Militant had. Yeah, talking about... (laughs) More
1: successful than Militant were.
0: Yep. Talking about how uh, Militant sent uh, redundancy notices to councils in the back of taxis. I would not like to point her towards Northamptonshire County Council that has essentially gone bankrupt and is going to have to cut something like sixty-five million from its budget in the next year, or it goes completely under.
1: Yeah, but you know about the thing with the um, those letters in the taxis. That, yeah, that was they didn't really sack them though. No, because it was all a no. ploy. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Truth yeah. doesn't matter to them.
0: Um, Michael Gove and Boris Johnson had a lot of kind of multi-syllabic words for Jeremy Corbyn. Michael Gove called him a Moscow-loving, Hamas-hugging, high-taxing, moderate-bashing, job-destroying, national anthem-avoiding, NATO-hating, class-war-provoking, one-man-museum of economic folly. Uh, Boris Johnson said, We cannot let let this weasley cabal of superannuated Marxists and Hugo Chavez admiring anti-Semitism condoning Kremlin apologists Anywhere near the government of this country. So they've been in some kind of collaboration. There's no way that they come up with that very specific rhetorical device yeah. on their own. No, That's a final. very much a, 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 yeah. a yeah, you know, thing. Um Dominic Rabb was inspirational as usual. Our willingness to compromise on Brexit is not without limits. That's something <laughs> you can put on a slogan. Uh and then there was Theresa May's speech, which oh. I watched a bit of earlier on today. I to the whole thing. Um Aside from the dancing, there was a lot the jokes. of the early jokes. My God, is
1: when, this? Yeah.
0: when she talked about kind of fix it? Uh, I I hoped to Please. not have a cough because I was up all night fixing the sign. The sign on the Conservative Policy Forum earlier in the day had already fallen down.
1: Yeah, uh, what sign did she mean? Did she mean the sign? And the, the best, over?
0: the best thing was every time she had like a little pause in the speech for laughs. No one laughed. No, absolutely and, no one laughed. Um, yeah there was uh, there was some stuff about her ending austerity in kind of direct contrast to what Philip Hammond said yeah. about her loosening spending but then I remember her saying that last year as well yep. and it was something like releasing the borrowing cap on councils for council housing yeah which
1: people aren't, um Tories are not happy about um,
0: Tories won't be happy about it but it still fits into the whole balance of councils are not no. are not equipped at this point in their History to to undertake massive building projects when they're not, you know, partnered with horrific developers. Yeah, it would still need help from central government.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's again, it's not the thing you put to win back moderate voters. A, a thing about all of these speeches I've noticed has been they're not talking to voters. No, they're not talking to persuade like anti-Tory or even like apathetic Tory mm. voters with any kind of new idea. No. No. They've got no, there's no, like, there's no reorientation. It is still more of the same thing. They say, we'll stop doing this. Yeah. And it's still in the same mould.
1: Yeah, they're still pushing the same you know? stuff. They've been pushing it for years and years now. And um, yeah. she said, she moaned about Jeremy Corbyn a lot. They all did. They all did. Because it's all they have. It's is al- how-
0: automation and hating Jeremy Corbyn is the only thing that unites yeah. all of the parts of the, ter- the Tory party. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah, it's just weird. Um, they've become, they 've become they 've just become fully institutionalized they' they talk every year about making the moral case for capitalism, yeah, none of them ever do yeah. in their words or policies um, and there was definitely a, a sense that they were just trying to keep everything quite boring, trying mm. to slow down the pace and I noticed not this to fuck up uh, well, trying not to fuck up, but also one of the reasons I feel like their uh, auditorium looked quite empty. Mm. I feel like with the tone that the kind of populist right is striking at the moment as you heard in some of those fringe meetings I think they're deathly afraid of um letting those kind of people in mm. now Boris in his speech was very clearly courting the mm. populist right yeah. I think at one point he said if Theresa May continued with her Brexit thing that she would be guilty of treason and possibly open to prosecution now that's very close to lock her up like trump and hillary yeah that's that's that kind of rhetoric except Mm. he's so fucking unimaginative he can't even think of a new thing yeah he just rips it off someone yeah um but yeah i think it's it i noticed something earlier in the week i tweeted about it um ian dale does his top 100 people on the right most influential people on the right yeah he does it for the left as well um, this year, he changed it to top 100 people on the conservative right, yes. and explained his reasoning by saying that um, uh, he had to exclude people who didn't, whose loyalties weren't with the Conservative Party. So that was clearly designed to shut out people like Prison Paul, Sargon of yeah. Akkad, Count Dankula. Those well, people, it's because otherwise, the number one on the list would be Steve Bannon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the
1: thing you can't it's like oh no I finished this list and it looks real good but it's, it's accurate true, but it's it's full of people who don't think the holocaust happened so it makes yeah. this list look kind of insane <laughs> it makes the right wing like, in this country look really horrible well better get rid of them and put on some nice trustworthy people like members of the conservative party like number
0: two David Lidington who? David Lidington
1: Uh, sounds vaguely familiar Uh, David
0: Liddington Uh, he is the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster (laughs) oh he's Minister for the Cabinet Office Uh, so yeah he's a so David Liddington is Minister for the Cabinet Office you, you know, you know, Lidders, Liddington. He'd made yeah. that, he, he made that. Br- he made that famous speech. The biscuits. Do you remember that? Do you remember his great um, policy? Yeah. Uh, um. He was very famous in the. Uh, uh, um, yeah, presumably he he restricted this, but it meant that um, presumably he restricted this to keep the the alt right off, like you say. Yeah. And, he also, because he had to come up with another conceptual framework of what the right is. So yeah. he said people who are allied with the Conservative Party. Yeah. So it left people out like Nigel Farage.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Nick, Nick Ferrari. Yeah. And Julia Hartley Brewer. Yeah. It left those people off the most influential people on the right.
1: Also, Nick Ferrari, I like that not allied enough with the Tory party. Yeah. He has literally cost. Um, LBC money for his support of the Conservative by because of breaking electoral law for them.
0: But apparently, well, that him him being a bit pissed off was worth uh, chucking all those people called like Cuck the Slayer <laughs> and Pisistratus of Frinton. <laughs> the only one who does seem interested in courting the populist right is the obviously the elephant in the room, kind of figuratively and really metaphorically. Yeah. Um, uh, Boris, he's yeah. the only one whose speech seemed even a little bit alive. But
1: only because it was in a small room.
0: It was in a small room, but it was packed out, and there were people out the back.
1: Because they did it specifically in a small room. But you know, I saw that um, um, it got amazing reviews from his dad. Yes,
0: He's the only one alive, but it's the kind of like life you would register in a very aggressive like strain of fungus or something. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, the largest living organism on Earth is something called Amaryllii ostoii. Scientists have estimated a single specimen found in a national forest in Oregon to be 2,400 years old and covering three square miles. It spreads primarily underground and the bulk of the organism lies in the ground out of sight. So most of the organism is invisible from the surface and yet by mass alone it is the most alive thing on the planet and that's how I feel about Boris Johnson.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of him just that you can't
0: see. He's... He's willing to unlock what all the other Tories are terrified of, hmm. and what really is the only—I think he overestimates, like, to what extent support by the alt-right and alt-righty ideas actually make up a constituency. Yeah,
1: because
0: like the big problem with conservatives, if we've, as we've said before, is that like parties are made up to represent certain interests in the political system, right? So um the Tories put themselves as the natural party of like the middle class, um upwardly mobile workers, um, the aristocracy and like business mm. generally, right? Um And that hides a load of structural assumptions about like who their policies are for and who their policies are meant to reflect, because it's not a straight it's not a straight line of this particular segment of society has an interest and therefore that is expressed in Tory policy Mm. because they're in the middle and they've got to kind of manage all of these segments. Now, they used to be the party of... They used to try and be the party of, like, general business. They would generally pursue, like, policies that would help all of business. Now, I think Thatcher kind of fucked that because despite the fact that she said she was in it to get kind of capital moving and and to help capitalists she kind of, like, de, de- fucked what were, in her view, the wrong sort of capitalists. Yeah. Those old patrician, like, yeah. big family-owned businesses in favour of, like, petty bourgeois rising businesses, mm. you know. Um, and frankly, with the austerity policies that they've had to pursue in order to remain as the party of the City of London, mm. those austerity policies are fucking... With the small and medium enterprises and the petty bourgeois businessmen and women, who came, who Thatcher had brought in and made like the base and the constituency of the party, yeah. they didn't want those kind of people. Didn't they? May not have said it in so many words, but austerity wasn't in their interest because no. they needed skilled workers. They needed um, workers who, if they didn't pay them enough, they would still be covered for healthcare and social services and things like that. Again, yeah. they may not have said this, but if you analyse the their Interest. That's what they said. And most importantly, they needed because we're a service economy and a consumer society. They needed workers with money in their pockets, yeah. holding down those wages and tackling organised labour in those ways, in order to get wages down for some things, mm. had an impact on other segments of business. Yeah, and that's kind of what like Tony Blair did. Tony Blair came in and picked those people up and said, "We will, we will actually make your kind of, we will actually serve your interests better than the yeah." Party of business, you know,
1: hmm.
0: and like you get to the point at this point in the Tory conference, and like you've got like Boris Johnson, like, Boris Johnson saying, "Oh well, if they're not behind Brexit, then like bus- fuck business." Yeah, you know, um, the CBI scolded the Tories ahead of the conference. Um, the CBI director general said, "We're hoping this conference can represent a change of tone. Business holds the key through job creation and investment. We need to be able to grow our way out of the low proct- low productivity." And after that, there was a Tory backbencher Steve Baker, who branded um, the CBI a grave menace to the political stability (laughs) and economic prospects of the UK. Like, the hard Brexiteers, the most free market part Mm. of the Tories, are attacking the industry body that represents those who are supposed to benefit from free market policies. Yeah, Like, it's so dysfunctional. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And I think going back to Boris kind of caught in the alt-right, I think it's possible, I don't know that he thinks this deeply about it, but I think it's possible that he sees the alt-right vote, because his speech was all about like returning to traditional values, yeah. law and order, capitalism, all that stuff, in a, and peppered with the kind of cultural assumptions that the alt-right make generally. I think he's mistaken, though, because he views them as that kind of sexual interest. He views yeah. them as people who pay money and who provide votes and provide yeah. jobs and things like that. The alt-right are a cultural formation. Mm. They're concerned with books, movies, TV, and the internet.
1: Yeah,
0: And that's just glossing over the surface of what's actually going on with the Tory party. You could bring all those people in, but the alt-right economically represent the tail end of consumerism. They don't represent the where the actual power lies, where yeah. who controls capital, who controls the economy. And I think it's just it's testament to how fucked the tories are mm-hmm. that their most alive the most alive part of them are obsessed with like flags memes and avatars yeah far more than actually like there's no right economic policy oh god there's no, it, you don't get anywhere near it no. and it's it's a it's decadent it, i mean it is actually like a, a decadence yeah. it is a complete detachment from what the, like what they should be focusing on, because they're so, like the only people that they're really beholden to is like the city of London now. Mm. They're the only people who they can count on. And frankly, Jeremy Corbyn coming up with the ownership stuff, and John McDonnell doing the the um, you know we'll we'll actually do a social democratic state that's mm. in favour of business and will actually help business along mm. while helping workers. We'll produce a high productivity economy. Mm. We'll produce like a well paid workers who will put money back into the economy and actually spend in shops. You've got to think that there's at least a twinkle mm. of of that, and you would think that the Tories would come out, would see that, and respond to it. But they've spent so long just ragging on him and thinking that he's an irrelevance. Yeah, the-
1: and I've heard Tories after the, uh, during this conference referring to the ten percent thing as fee- as theft.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: which is no. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I could see a lot of the big banks actually quite liking it. Yeah, because it's not going to affect them really. Because <laughs> suddenly you'll have the. Um, JP Morgan's actually—they don't make that much money. <laughs> Suddenly, it seems that they make nobody. They
0: make a lot of money, but there's nothing that they offer either in terms of um, capital being ploughed back into the UK yeah. or jobs provided because they don't offer yeah. that many jobs. They underwrite probably a lot of jobs, yeah. but that's their business, and they would have to do that yeah. kind of anyway. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really weird one, and they're so obviously at each other's throats. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's... that is, that's crazy. Like, like, they're all sticking their oar in for the, for the leadership. Boris Johnson just openly attacking Theresa May.
1: Yeah, it's... it's
0: And, and like, we said, uh, was it last week we did the uh, Tory popularity contest?
1: Yeah. It was last week. It was last week, the week And bear in mind,
0: he got, like, 35%, which was further than Sazie Javid, but it's also 35% of a total. Thirty five percent of a total is a low amount. Yeah. Maybe they're so sick of like losing and getting like the lowest totals ever in actual elections that they just want to continue that on to their own internal <laughs> elections. Um,
1: to be fair, if we're not gonna have an election like a general election before Brexit hmm. Um I'd have a brutal bloodletting Tory leadership contest over Christmas to keep you entertained.
0: It would be good, wouldn't it? I mean she's already we were talking about this earlier, she's already um there have already been rumours around the press that um
1: She's got till November.
0: She's got till November to sort out a uh, deal and that she's already approached both the EU and uh, Arlene Foster to try and smooth over a border in the Irish Sea and a continuation of uh, frictionless trade after the Brexit deadline passes. Mm. Um, It sounds super desperate in the background. I, I think, like, overall, like, They will probably get I think she will negotiate a deal and I think she will squeak it through. Yeah, I think like I think she probably will drag people along with her into whatever deal. I've not fully got a grip on it yet. I don't that she can't last. Even if she gets the Brexit deal she wants, even if she doesn't, even if it goes no deal. I think the only thing stopping her being outed at the moment is because nobody else wants the job. I don't even think Boris wants the job until Brexit is done.
1: No, no, he wants to be the he wants to take the reins after everything's fucked. Yeah, because that's his wheelhouse.
0: It's being kept in there, and and the whole point of these the whole point of these parties being bundles of interest, and the Conservative mm. Party being so successful in shifting its alliances between different segments of of capitalism and the business class. Usually, the Tory Party rules over that. Mm what it has done this time is it's allowed all of those factional and sectional and class interests to overwhelm it because it hasn't got a strong center mm. and so rather than leading from the center and yeah. playing these interests off against each other she's completely lost control it's why they're all free firing and bouncing off each other yeah. in this gravityless void mm. that is the tory conference mm. Uh, yeah so that's us from this week yep. uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes you can follow us at WDT underscore podcast you can follow me at BM Bergamo follow Hugh at Tanner Smashing and we'll see you next week right. bye bye, bye.